I got the right ice, I can't do wrong. I got the black AP, the paddock of two tone. I don't want colorblind, I don't get my shine on. Are you there, Terrell? Yeah, I'm right here. All right, I'm going to just start it now. How's it going today, guys? Once again, we're back here live in the studio. Another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today, I have a very special guest on the show with me, Terrell Lewis, former Georgia Tech football player. Terrell, say what's up to the people. What's going on, man? Kind of appreciate you having me out here. Hey, no problem, man. Now you know yourself. I'm excited to give everybody the rundown, so let's get down to it. You know, we're knocking on the door here at college football. We're about 10 days away, I believe, right now, so I'm getting a little antsy for it. I don't know yep. Yeah, man, I'm excited. It's a lot of talent out there, man, especially from playing last year and, um, you know, graduating. And I'm excited to see the guys coming up this upcoming season, especially at Tech. Oh, yeah, no, I bet. I've, I'm, I've got a lot of hope this year in Tech's team. I think Squan's going to do special things with the team. I mean, Brad Stewart, the whole offense, I think they're going to be good, and I really like what they did with the new defensive coordinator. Yeah, I do. I do really like the new defensive coordinator. I went through a couple of their practices, and they seem really in tune and enthusiastic with the whole, you know, swagger of the Adidas. Uh, you know, I like that. They've got some good stuff going for them this upcoming year. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. It's definitely going to be fun to watch, but looking at college football as a whole, um, right, right, all the teams and everything, who do you think is going to flop this next season kind of overrated? Um, so I was taking a look at the college uh, rankings. And for flop wise, I think that um, uh, Michigan, in my opinion, uh, they they just never they've never really been a team to be able to get over the hump. It's always been a you know a crazy situation where uh, it's a mental lapse, and you know they can never seem to close the door. Like I saw today, they were talking to Jim Harbaugh today, and they asked him, you know, what are you going to do with the? Because he went one and five against both Ohio State and Michigan State, like. Come on now, uh, and they've got them like I think top fifteen, I think. So that's that's definitely one team I uh, look at, and I'm like I don't I don't really know about, but um, you know they always have a ton of talent, and Jim Harbaugh's just an awesome coach. I mean they win double digit games every year, so I don't see them being that team to be a, a huge role to the college ball playoff this year. There's too much talent all around in the country, so that's the one team I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. I really think that they have a hard schedule. It's going to be tough for them to run that gauntlet. They have to play Notre Dame on top of pretty much all the good teams in the Big Ten this season. And, I mean, like you said, John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh really hasn't done much with the coach there at Michigan. You know, I've, I always respected him as one of the best minds in football. I felt like he was one of the, the best coaches they have to offer in football, but I just really haven't seen him be able to put everything together yet with his recruits. But it'll be interesting because this is kind of his third year with all his guys. So he's finally got his recruits to the upperclassmen, so it'll be interesting to see if he can do something with them. Yeah, most definitely. You know, they always going to have a ton of talent at roles in, so it'll be yeah. interesting to come up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Michigan's one of those teams. I believe they said on SportsCenter the other day that they have the most wins of any program in history, so, you know, they're always going to have the talent there. Yeah, it's in the program. I mean, from day one, I mean, when I first uh, started learning about college football, Michigan was one of those pivotal teams where they were, that's the team that you wanted to go to. I mean, I'm from, you know, Florida, and I was like, yeah, I want to go to Michigan, you know? So, um, yeah, it's going to be something special with the upcoming season. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um for me, a team that I think is going to flop, I have number 14, Notre Dame, on there. I just feel like mm-hmm. the Notre Dame schedule is too hard. Like, I feel like it's going to be too difficult for them to run the gauntlet, kind of like Michigan. Like, they open the season playing against Michigan. Then after that, they have to play 
Florida State, USC. It just, it just feel like it just keeps getting harder and harder week in and week out for them. And I feel like that their team's going to get run down and beaten down. And I mean, they had Quinn Nelson and their other guard go to the NFL, so it's going to be weird to see if that offensive line can hold up with all the changes they've had. Right, they've lost so much talent. There's a lot of teams that's lost a lot of talent this past year. Like, for instance, Georgia's lost a lot of talent. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're going to flop because they've got a really good system and they've got a lot of new guys that are coming in that are going to be pretty solid. But, I mean, yeah, you got to put that into consideration. Those guys that have lost a lot of receivers and uh, and skill position and period D linemen as well. I mean, uh, which is why I know I'm kind of riding off topic, but – um. Like, which is why I really think one of the good teams this upcoming year is going to be uh, Clemson because they have their whole defensive line back. I mean, that's that defensive line is just it, – it's a monster to play against. I played against it four years in a row back to Grady Jared, and it was never fun to see those guys come out. We've always had a hard time with them. And, you know, they've got them off coming back this year. So that's – you know, once you're losing that interior defensive line and offensive line, I mean, it, it's, a tough, it's a tough time. No, absolutely. I agree with you completely. I mean, Clemson's defensive line's freakish. They got like four guys in the top twenty. They're <laughs> stacked. I mean, it's just ridiculous how stacked they are. Honestly, it's like playing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like playing against an NFL defensive line. It's like I'm me for Florida State. Like we got them at home this year. I still don't even think we can handle them. They're that good. But yeah, Florida State's one of those places. Florida State's one of those teams that you know they can they can make a really big mark. I mean, they got Willie Taggart that came across from Oregon. I mean. Uh, DeAndre Francois coming back. Uh, Cam Akers is actually a really good player this past year. Did he yeah. win the uh, freshman of the or not freshman of the year? But, uh, did he win the uh, ACC freshman of the year? Didn't he? Yeah, he did. And you know, people don't even really talk about him. He was still over twelve thousand yards rush, or I mean, a uh, hundred or one thousand two hundred yards rushing this season. I mean, that's a really good year for a rookie running back and or yeah. rushing back. Yeah, nah, most definitely. I mean, Florida State's going to be a really good team. I mean, that's another team that has kind of lost, you know, DeMarcus Walker and, you know, their defense is kind of, you know, going to be, going to be struggling. But as far as their offense, I mean, they're going to be a really special team in the ACC, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with you. We also, they also lost Josh Sweat and uh, – Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that defense is definitely going to be a little stripped. It's not going to be as what it was last year. I forgot that was your team, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. But uh, let's get back to what we were just talking about. I mean, what who else do you have in teams you think will flop? Flopping. Um, I think, and I've I've been kind of pondering back and forth with this. Um, I did have Notre Dame as one that I, I don't really, you know, they, like like you were saying before, their schedules with you stuff, but. I'm gonna say Penn State, man. I they do have Trace McSorley back. I mean, they've got a you know a pretty good defense. But how do you have Saquon Barkley, Trace McSorley, a great defense that they had last year? You know, and they couldn't even you know, they couldn't get over the hump. I mean, like I mean they've got them sitting over there. I think they're ranked at um, number ten right now, and it's yeah, they're number ten. Yeah, I, I don't really see them kind of being that dark horse in the college football playoffs, uh, nor getting in easy. I mean, there's too many, there's too much talent out there right now. I mean, it's crazy. And at that same time, you know, in my opinion, what is that, the Big Ten? The Big Ten's never really been that strong to me. Besides that one year where Ohio State won, they would play really good. But that's, you know, really it to me. Ohio State's another one of those teams I don't think are going to be, you know, that much good. I just, I'm going at the Big Ten right now, but I have nothing against it. But I mean, they just—I don't know—I've never really impressed me. Uh, but no. that's just a personal opinion. 
Yeah, no, I I disagree with you on Penn State. I actually have them as a sleeper. I think that they're one of the better teams there. I really like Miles Sanders in there as a running back. He was a five-star recruit coming out, and he kind of got to learn from Barkley and everything. But I definitely agree with you on the Big Ten. I feel like they beat up on each other too much almost. So much, man. Yeah, because you got two, they're just too stacked in that one side where they have Michigan and Ohio State and just all Wisconsin's out there, man. Wisconsin's one of the most physical teams in the country. We can't, you know, it's it's different. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. They they like – I feel like they kind of play the older style of football, you know, like line up yeah. all the power – the I-formation, all that stuff. I feel like they definitely play in a little bit older style of football, but it's just they're just too stacked up on the um, in the eastern side where they have Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, and then Wisconsin, yeah. the easy west side. But I just feel like all those teams beat up on each other. But Penn State is the most favorable schedule out of all of them. I actually was uh, did a lot of really? yesterday and talked to them. Yeah, they get Ohio State at home, Michigan State at home. They're at Michigan, and they get Wisconsin at home. So, I mean, they still have to play all four of those teams, but they at least have it worked out. At home, yeah. Yeah, and Iowa as well is kind of a difficult place to play at, and they get Iowa at home. So, I mean, I feel like that's really big for them. Agreed, agreed, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you say that, I I mean, they might might be a dark horse. They might be a flop. I'm not really quite sure how you bounce back from having a runback like Saquon, but, you know, that's – I mean, it's college football known, and – about that, that UCF would have gotten they got so. Yeah, no, UCF was was a crazy story last year. I knew they beat up on Auburn in that bowl game. You know, Auburn's whole team was probably out in Buckhead getting drunk the night before, <laughs> celebrating. They, were, they didn't want to play at 11 a.m. Auburn was so hurt, man. Auburn was so hurt after that Georgia loss, man. They were so hurt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they they went all in on the national championship. Once you don't make it, they go. Like, We've even seen it happen with Alabama when they lost. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. There's no way where, after they played uh, Oklahoma. I think it was Mark Stoops or Bob Stoops. Or, is Bob Stoops? No, Bob Stoops. And yeah. he was talking all the trash about you know SEC, and then he ended up beating Alabama. But Alabama didn't want to play for you know they didn't want to play against like, especially the way that they lost to yeah. Auburn like that. What was it, the field goal? Yeah, when they kicked it. No, yeah, when they took the. It was the prayer of Jordan Hare when they took that kickback or the. Huh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to play either. <laughs> yeah, who? That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you know, like, it, you playing on the highest stage to you know, you know, Sugar Bowl. I mean, granted, it's so awesome to make it to a bowl like that, but you know, yeah. as a player, you know, it, the stakes are just way different, but. Yeah, I agree with you there completely. Especially when you're Alabama, you come out as the preseason number one almost every single year. You expect to be there. Right. No championship. And who you lost it to, Auburn, in that fashion? Ah, that was yeah. just, that was that was painful to watch, man. Yeah, no, I agree. That play that's still one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. I actually I literally flipped the TV. I was watching the Georgia State Georgia game. Flipped the TV over right when the kick happened. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> that's so crazy. Actually. I think one of the craziest plays I think I've ever seen was against Auburn. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was it was against Georgia. I'm sorry. Well, Auburn actually got that same that pick, that deflection. Yeah, not the, not the pick, but the, the the touchdown. I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> in no, the same cool. in the same season, like God. Yeah, I swear, man. Whenever Auburn has that, with their schedule the way it flip flops, is they'll get Georgia and Alabama at home one one uh, season, and the next season they'll play them both on the road. But I swear, man, there's something about that stadium. There's something yeah, there's something about that stadium, man. I am telling you. Yeah, it's crazy. But 
go get back on topic here again. Um, my team that I think will flop is my last team. I actually have LSU. I've just been looking down at their schedule uh, a little bit today, and it's just way too stacked up with what they have to run through in the SEC. They have to play uh, Alabama, I believe, on the road. Let me double – yeah, they have to play – or, no, they get Alabama at home, but, I mean, still it's Alabama. They play Miami the first game of the season. That game's in Cowboys Stadium. They're at Auburn, who's number nine in the nation. At Florida, they have to play Georgia, Mississippi State. I mean, they get them at home, but still, I mean, they're playing all these ranked teams week in and week out in the SEC, and I feel like you can only survive for so long in that conference. No, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, that's that's – that's the toughest. That's one of the. T- I I still think SEC is probably. I mean, obviously after this past year, I think the SEC is definitely the best conference as of right now. Um, yeah, I agree. And, with you. And, and it's just and it's just it's too much beating up on one another. I mean, they're bigger, stronger, faster than you know a lot of the other conferences. You know, they're playing in the South where it's going to be you know you're going to be playing 90 degree weather. It's going to be humid. And, you know, that's yeah, they they're that's just the tough. Yeah, that's a long season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like in all those teams have those bigger offensive and defensive lines, like more what you see in the NFL. Like if you look at most of the good defensive linemen in the NFL, like they're coming out of the South, like and like uh, what's it, Fletcher Cox, and like all the guys like that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. from those SEC schools, and same thing with the offensive linemen. Like you see uh, Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M. Yep. Auburn, all them, all their offensive and defensive linemen go in the first round almost every single year. So I agree with you. I think it's bigger and more physical style of football. Do you do you uh, have any other teams you think will flop? Uh, no, I don't have any more. I think it's going to be interesting how how it's all going to play out. Yeah, no, I mean the big the Big Twelve is definitely going to be interesting. It'll be weird to see how they beat up on each other. But let's move here to our three breakout players. Who do you have first on your list? First on my list, I you're gonna like I, I have I have Cam Akers, man. I mean, he's, I have him too. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean that dude. He's he's got so much speed. He's compact. He he's got good balance. He's got got good feet. He's got a good offense. I mean. A running back loves to get off the line with some good receivers out of there. We'll block down for this. I mean, you know, you got DeAndre Francois that takes a load off of you. So, I mean, I've I, I got Cam Makers as, as my breakout player. But uh, who, who do you think who do you have to move with? Well, before I uh, go to my next guy, actually, I agree with you completely about Cam Akers. I think that putting in kind of that West Coast offense that, or the twist, the West Coast twist that Taggart's adding with his offense, I think right. – been better for him, and I think it's kind of weird how he's flown under the radar so much, but like you said, man, I mean, when I watched Cam Akers' highlight video when he was in high school, I knew he was going to be an animal in the or in college, and I think he will be at the next level, too. I mean, when, in his highlight video, they couldn't even tackle him inbounds unless they had, like, three people on him, so... Right. Yeah, so, I mean, he's definitely an animal, but I actually have Nick Brissett, the running back for LSU. Um, he's the bigger physical running back, so I think he'll run the ball well between the tackles. But on top of all that, I just feel like LSU, every single season, they pump out stud running backs. Like, they went from uh, Geist to Fournette to Jeremy Hill to, um, I can't think of his name, but that bigger power back they had. I just feel like LSU just pumps out NFL products left and right. Agreed. Agreed. I do agree. Yeah, he's a really good runner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I feel like, that too, with that big offensive line they have, that it'll be a good chance for him to show his skill. Yeah, I agree. Who's the uh, the coach for LSU? Um, Ed Orgeron. Orgeron, that was his name. Orgeron, I think he's his name. Yeah, no, he's definitely a good coach. He knows what he's doing there. Who else do you have on your list for breakout players? Uh, well, it's going to be extremely biased. Uh, so I'm going to have to say it. I think the is going to be 
a really big breakout player. And let me tell you why, okay? Uh, playing quarterback at Georgia Tech, you definitely need to have some time uh, getting the timing down, getting your reads right, just like any other offense. But he's got the whole offensive line coming back. He's got all of his A-backs coming back. He's got his D-back coming back. I mean, I think he's going to have a really good year. I think everything's going to slow down for him read-wise. He's going to become more comfortable uh, checking the plays, one, and then two, you know, he's got some pretty good receivers out there. He'll be able to check and see, you know, where those openings are, where he didn't see him last year, you know. So, in uh, the schedule that they have, I, I, I mean, they've got a lot, they're playing a lot of guys that haven't really played the option as much as, you know, everyone else has. Because, I mean, we've we played Georgia every year. Georgia, VT, uh, those are two good teams. Three, uh, Clemson's another team that really we play every year that kind of knows our uh, offense. But, I mean, they've got, they've got a line that, you know, are, they're so confident this year. I mean, I think they have all juniors, including Taquan. Yeah, or Tom will be a senior, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, I, it set up so perfect for them, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with you, especially looking at the schedule. I think that they get it pretty good. I mean, obviously, Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Miami will be and Georgia all hard games. But on top of that, I mean, we've seen Georgia Tech pull crazy things off against Miami at home, so I wouldn't be shocked if they do something to them. Because, I mean, Miami kind of has an I – I personally don't believe in Miami, but looking at their schedule is just so easy that it's hard not to. I think the kind right. of – will happen again where they get upset, and then I think they'll get warped by Clemson again in the ACC championship game. But <laughs> I agree with you, especially, though, about Saquon. I think he's going to have a really good season. Like, he ran for – I think he led the ACC in rushing touchdowns last he year. He broke the quarterback rushing as a, a – not a freshman, but the first time playing quarterback. He broke the, he broke the record at uh, Tech. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and we've seen so many good triple option quarterbacks come through there. Like, I personally, I loved Josh Nesbitt when he was there, but I thought the best rushing quarterback that y'all had was uh, Justin Thomas. But, I mean, he broke his record. with I think he had 17 rushing touchdowns last year. So, yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit for him. I really think that Georgia Tech will be back and they'll make a bowl game like we were saying earlier. But Definitely. My, my last uh, breakout player I have on here, I'm just kind of sticking with the running quarterbacks here. I've got Khalil Tate from Arizona. All right. Um, I think I've watched him play a good bit last year when he finally got healthy and got in there. He only threw for uh, 1,500 yards, but, I mean, he can run the ball over teams. He has 14 passing touchdowns, but he's really, really good when he carries the ball, and I just feel like that him is that double threat. He ran for uh, over 1,400 yards last year, so 12 touchdowns. So he's kind of that dual threat, too, and I feel like when he carries the ball, he makes that team better, and especially with – um, they uh, Kevin someone coming in there at coach. I feel like he's kind of like a good quarterbacks coach. He always recruited big ones in there, and I feel like he can kind of use that dual threat QB to his advantage. No, I agree. I agree. I saw him play not a lot, but um, times where he was playing, obviously he was running the ball. He's much more of a runner, but he definitely seems comfortable in the system that he's in right now. I mean, you can't be the. It's hard to be the quarterback that's comfortable in the system, you know. And with the how, how they play defense over there and the. With the Pac-12, it's all arbitrary. But I mean, it, he's, he's good. I think, yeah, he's, he's a good pick for a breakout player, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. No defense gets played out there in the Pac-12. I almost don't even like watching the Pac-12 because I can't stand watching him run all those <laughs> screens and, like, quick. I feel like it's not real football, you know? Like, if they don't right, right. the field. No, I, I agree, man. Yeah, it's definitely different style of football out there. Who's your uh, last breakout player? Uh, that was I only picked two. I only picked two because I don't really want to see how this how this is going to work out. Uh, but if I had to pick one more off the top of my head, I'd have to go with um, 
Probably Will Greer. Probably Will Greer, man. I like that. Yeah, probably Will Greer, man. That, that's, I like. I, I was watching him when he was at Florida. I mean, he knows how to ke- take control of an offense. Uh, when Will Greer was at, at uh, Florida momentarily, I mean, they were winning. And, you know, they had that same situation at West Virginia. Unfortunately, he got injured, and that's when they kind of slowed down a little bit. But Will, Will Greer, he's, he's, I mean, they got the whole team back. Basically, the coach is coming back. I mean, they're just, it's, it's a good setup for him. I think they're going to do really well next year. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you there. West Virginia's a high-powered offense, and throwing Greer in there is only going to make it better. Um, West Virginia has a decent schedule. I mean, they play – they get Oklahoma at home, which is big. That's the last game of the season. They mm-hmm. play Tennessee in the Pan- in the Carolina Panthers stadium. So, I feel like the – I mean, Tennessee's still not where they used to be. And then they're at NC State, Texas, and Oklahoma State. But, I mean, Oklahoma State's not ranked to start the season off, and NC State lost a lot on defense. I think they'll have a really good offense, but defensively I think they'll be weak. So mm-hmm. I'm, I agree with you completely. I think it's definitely – I think West Virginia is honestly like that underrated team that can really run the table. They can. They can. They play it right. I mean, they're not in an overpowered conference. I mean, they've got some breaks. They've got some gaps in there. And they've got the guys to do it. I mean, it's not like they haven't done it before. I remember that uh, one year when they were beating up on Clemson. I mean – they have they have what it takes up and they know what they have to do. You know, it's just one one and executing it basically. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's uh talk here a little bit more about the ACC. We've already talked about them a good bit, but just looking how everything plays out, I think the coastal is kind of going to be a two team battle between Miami and Virginia Tech. I think mm-hmm. those teams have pretty good schedules. I really only see Virginia Tech losing first game this season to Florida State, but that's also Taggart's first game. So, I mean, right. that could really go in Virginia Tech's favor. They get Georgia Tech at home, which is big, because I know y'all beat, them, beat up on them last year. And that's just a – honestly, Georgia Tech versus Virginia Tech is one of my uh, favorite, like, underrated rivalries in college football. <laughs> it really is, man. I played Virginia Tech uh, four times, and I've won three out of the four. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty awesome. Playing there is awesome. Uh, but I, honestly, I, I know you don't believe in them, but I think Miami is going to be, you know, really well. Like, I think they're going to be really good this year. Uh, they got their quarterback coming back. Uh, Home is coming back, and he's such a good running back. They've got all the well, majority of the defensive uh, front seven, at least, coming back, except for Chad. Uh, they're losing another, another DN. But, uh, I mean, Mark Rick, I mean, he's done a pretty good job. He's gotten lucky, I will say that. <laughs> Yeah, I love you this past year. Miami slipped away from us, but uh, I mean, nah, I think they're going to be uh, a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid team um, as far as the culture goes. I don't really believe in Virginia Tech, man. I feel like Virginia Tech always folds when they need it the most. I mean, uh, they, they're another one of those teams again that just have a hard time getting over the hump. Josh, he, he he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he has what it takes to get over though. I, I still think that he's fighting for a starting position. Really? It actually is. Yeah, I think he's still trying to. I think he's still trying to lock down that starting position. Actually, he's battling with this new guy. So I mean, yeah, that would be interesting to see how it works out. I'm pretty sure he'll get the start. You know, obviously because he's played all last year. You know. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, like I said, we'll see. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I, like I said earlier, Miami, I think, will have go like will lose one game in the regular season and then they'll lose to Clemson the ACC championship. I just think the schedule is too easy. But, I mean, like, like you said, it's going to be – it's pretty much going to be a two-team race there in the Coastal. In the Atlantic, um, I think that Clemson's just going to run away with it. I just feel like that defensive line, like we were talking about earlier, is just too stacked up. You know, they're too well coached. I think the big thing will be whenever Kelly Bryant, if he can keep the starting job away from Trevor Lawrence. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, I just I just feel like man, Clemson's just so stacked from top to bottom, and you know I feel like they're they're kind of like Alabama and the ACC, where they just run the table every single year and get back there every single year. It's, it's definitely been like that lately. Uh, I mean, Clemson, I have them to pick the national championship this year. I think they can. I think they've got the talent to do it. They've got the defense to do it. They've got the coaching to do it. Brent Venables is one of the better defensive coaches in the country. Point blank period, and so is Dabo Sweeney. They've got all the missing parts. I mean, they've got a, a whole bunch of talent coming in at receiver next year, regardless of what they lost last year. I mean, and like you said, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, he, he's a damn good quarterback, but I don't, I, no, he's not going to beat out Kelly Bryant, especially for what they do. He's got a hell of an arm, but Kelly Bryant's a great runner. Uh, you know, who else is in that? Uh, in the like, it's Florida State. Florida State, like, yeah, that'll probably be the, it'll be the determining factor out of those two. Um, yeah, that's what I'm like. Yeah. For a year too early with Tagger, you know, I feel like it's just one year too. I feel like mm-hmm. if we had two years under Tagger, we could give them a run for their money. But I feel like the the defensive line, like you like we were saying, is too stacked. Um, yeah, Boston College, AJ Dillon. What do you think about him in that offense? Oh, he's a good running back. He fits that he fits that scheme so perfect. I mean, the quarterback too. They they don't need a quarterback that's gonna go out there and win them a game. They need a quarterback that's gonna have to manage the game, and they got really good defense to go behind that. They always give teams a good scare because they have a good defense. They're one of the teams that give Florida State a good good scare most of the time. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they've got a really good team. Uh, Wake Forest, I think, um, unfortunately, because they lost, not lost their quarterback, but in, in the backup seat, he's pretty good too, but uh, I don't think he's as good as the quarterback they had last year. That was a pretty good system, but they don't have the pieces in order to beat a team like Clemson. I know that I think of Syracuse. I mean, they've lost a really good receiver. Um, I mean, their defense has definitely been bumped down. I, I don't really remember a lot of their good players from last year on defense, uh, besides the linebacker that they had. And Louisville doesn't really, they don't have, you know, Lamar Jackson next year. I mean, I don't really know if anyone in the Atlantic has the pieces in order to beat Clemson. Clemson is the most complete team out here. Yeah, no, I agree with you. They're the most complete team in the ACC. I think Wake Forest is kind of the sleeper team there. I think they have a really good yeah. offense. Um, their quarterback, uh, Kendall Hinton, he was their backup last year, but he actually came in in that Clemson game and threw for, uh, I think he threw for over 200 yards. Also, their wide receiver, Greg Dorch, I think he's probably one of the most underrated players yeah. in the entire ACC. So I think I think Wake Forest could be that team to kind of burst somebody's bubble or hurt somebody's season, but, I mean, I don't know <laughs> being a Clemson, you know. Right, right. I, I don't really know who can give Clemson the, the good scare, though, because they do have, you know, they have been known to get kind of comfortable in the middle of the season uh, and have those really close games like they had, like the, the loss they had against Pitt. I mean, out of all teams, Pitt, that was kind of a shocker. At home, too, I, I think it was, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. Hopefully they don't have a mental lapse. I mean, they, they've got a really complete team, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, the other teams that kind of have is wild cards in the ACC that I can think can shake things up, or like we said earlier, FSU and Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech have a lot better defense this year, and I think it'll help them out. Florida State with that high-powered offense, I think, can really help. What about North Carolina State, man? I mean, they've got a, an NFL quarterback over there. Oh, yeah. 
What a hell of a good defense. Yeah, they they brought back a lot of good players on offense. It's just they lost a lot on their defense. So I feel like that, I feel like that they're going to score a lot of points and give a lot of points up. So I just feel like that, I think they'll probably be like eight and four or something like that. Yeah, and they're another one of those teams that's lost a ton of talent. Yeah, you're right. They've lost a lot of the firepower that they had on offense too. Uh, they had a hell of a running back back uh, last year as well, and uh, he's got the NFL. Yeah, but I think he's on the Colts now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, they've lost a lot of talent, but I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback. Though. I mean, but he can definitely make things shake over there. Yeah, no, for sure. I just think I just feel like they got a tough schedule, but I mean, I still think they'll go eight and four or something like that. I right. For the ball a lot, I think yeah. that it's going to be another long year for uh, for North Carolina and for Virginia. I don't really expect yeah. much from those two teams as, as uh, Pittsburgh. I think it'll be a really long year for Pittsburgh. I was looking. At I think they're going to have. I think they got that sophomore starting now at quarterback. Yeah, they yeah. do. I, I was looking at yeah. the schedule last night, and they only they only have like above a fifty percent chance to win two games on their schedule. Oh wow! Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it's gonna. I think it'll be a long season for them. That's gonna be rough for them. A, a sleeper team really is. A, I mean, ACC I think would be Duke. Oh yeah, Duke's 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 a pretty good team, man. They got pretty good running back quarterback combination. I think his name's Daniel Jones. I played against Duke four times, and I've lost three of them. <laughs> They're just one of those teams that they've always given us a hard time uh, defensively for us because they, they, you know, they've got a good offense, and they know how to run, especially with that quarterback getting more comfortable. I mean, this past year, they've got a hard time playing against them. <sighs> yeah. No, I agree with you there completely. I think once Duke kind of turned things around for their – entire uh, football program, you know, once they've kind of made the switch and got everything rolling. I really feel like that Duke kind of has always given Georgia Tech problems, even when they had Demarius Thomas and uh, Josh mm-hmm. Nesbitt and all those teams. I felt like that they always played them close and always would get, just make it a close game against Tech. And really, everybody, they even played Florida State well in the ACC championship that one year. Yeah, I mean, they played, they went to, uh, didn't they go to the Sugar Bowl a couple of years ago? They're playing Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel had a hell of a game, though, but I mean, they David Cutcliffe has always had a pretty good, you know, pretty good team, pretty good parts. No one really kind of notices them, but he's always been able to get them to do what they need to do in order to get to where they need to be. Unfortunately, this past year, I don't think they went to a bowl game, but they have the pieces that they have. Uh, they have the right pieces in order to get to a bowl game this year. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. Like you said, Duke will definitely be a sleeper, but Terrell, I appreciate you coming on and talking some yeah. ACC football with me. No, no problem, man. Appreciate you for having me. Hey, no problem. We got to do it here again soon, but I'll let you go and go about the rest of your day. Appreciate you, man. I'll see you later, man. Thanks for having me again. Hey, no problem. Once again, guys, big thanks to Terrell Lewis for coming on the podcast and talking ACC football with me. Nobody better to talk it than a guy who played in that league. But this concludes today's episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Go follow me on Twitter at Hot Takes with TP3. Be looking out there for all my takes on everything going on in the sports world. But I appreciate y'all tuning in, and I'll see y'all next time. What else Paul to do when he rats blue? Ooh, what else Paul to do when he rats blue? Ooh, I should have gave him dog food and went to your noodle. I should've never got caught up with a cougar. Way too clever. Way too jealous.